This podcast includes information provided by the issuer and does not express the views of the interviewer. This podcast may also include forward-looking statements by the issuer that involve certain risks and uncertainties to its business. Because forward-looking statements are subject to risks and uncertainties, the issuer's actual results could differ from those indicated in this podcast. Welcome to the Planet Microcap Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kraft, and thank you all so much for the support and for tuning in. You can follow Planet Microcap on Twitter at Bobby K. Kraft. That's B-O-B-B-Y-K-K-R-A-F-T. And you are listening to episode 71. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to tweet at me or shoot me an email at rcraft at snnwire.com. And when you do get a chance, if you like what you hear, please rate and review Planet Microcap on iTunes. It really helps provide feedback for me and spread the microcap message. So we just passed the anniversary of when I published the first episode of the Planet Microcap podcast, which was on July 28, 2015. Since then, I've published now 73 episodes and amassed over 114,000 downloads. My goal then is the same as it is now, which is to educate the next generation of investors how to invest in microcap stocks. I recognize that there was so much more that I could learn as a microcap investor, and I wanted to take you on that journey with me. My very first guest was Ian Castle, founder of Microcap Club. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I was surprised when he said yes because he doesn't do a lot of interviews, and I'm forever grateful for him coming on and sharing his wisdom. Now, if you're joining me at episode 70 or 30 or 50, you know, then you may have missed this interview. So I felt that on this three-year anniversary, I wanted to reshare with you the interview that started it all. And Ian, I have you on the schedule as my interview for episode 100. That would be awesome. And I thank you in advance. Thank you again for tuning in to the Planet Microcap podcast. And I would like to take you back to where it all began. Episode 1, title of the episode, So You Want to Be a Microcap Investor? With Ian Castle from microcapclub.com. For our next guest on the Planet Microcap podcast, I'd like to welcome Mr. Ian Castle, the founder of the microcap club and uh, to my knowledge the guy you know the guy I turn to you know when I'm looking for information on investing in microcap stocks you know he's been writing this blog for I you know like about f- five years yeah it's around five years now around five years and uh, every time he posts something new or he has an interview you know I, I must say as a young millennial in you know when I was getting into microcap investing I listened and and read his stuff and uh you know i'm forever grateful that he decided to do something like this to provide a forum for other microcap investors to trade ideas and to share their experiences so ian welcome to the program and and thank you for speaking with me sure it's great to be here looking forward to talking to your audience so for this interview you know i in preparation for this interview i listened to your interview with mike dd king i know that's not his real name but i just think it's funny calling him mike dd king um i i listened to your radio interview with him talking about so you want to be a full-time microcap investor so i want to kind of do a spin on that and call this interview the so you want to be a microcap investor because and and the reason for our podcast and why we're doing this is because this is going to this is an educational tool 
to help millennials and anyone in particular, you know, who is interested in investing in microcaps to learn a little bit more about what the heck this niche of the stock market is and how you can be successful in it. So, you know, to before we get into the specifics, uh, can you provide a, a very brief background? Sure. No, no, no problem. Um, you know, I'm 34 years old. I live in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a full-time microcap investor. And so what that means is, you know, I make my my income exclusively investing in, in microcap stocks. And I've been a full-time microcap investor since late 2008, actually right in the, the height of the economic crisis uh, back then. Um, and, you know, really started Microcap Club in 2011 to be a place for uh, experienced microcap investors to kind of share ideas and to be an idea generator uh, for the membership base. And uh, really, the club's been around since 2011. It's going on four years now, and we have around 150 members, uh, you know, ranging from you know retail investors uh, up to institutions as well. And really, our number one priority is finding great companies early and trying to find these small public companies called microcaps before they become larger companies. And uh, it's just a, it's just a great place to invest. And I can probably go down another rabbit trail here, but the reason why the microcap space is so unique is if you were to look at all of the public companies that exist on North America, so can the Canadian exchanges as well as the U.S. markets, you have around 23,000 public companies that exist out there. And around 50%, around 12,000 of these companies are considered microcaps. So those are public companies that have market capitalizations under $300 million. And so there's a full breadth of companies, um, you know, when you're looking at 12,000 of them. And there's just a bunch of dynamics that make the microcap arena a very interesting spot to look to, you know, outperform the marketplace. And, you know, a couple of them are the fact that, quite frankly, a lot of larger kind of institutions can't invest in microcaps uh, because they are illiquid small companies. You know, if you're managing a billion dollars and you're, you know, you can't really invest in a $50 million market cap company, uh, you would buy the whole company a few times over probably, uh, not to mention the, the illiquidity that a lot of these microcaps have. And so what you have is sort of a di dynamic where uh, a lot of the, the larger, maybe thought of as more, more intelligent or more experienced investors that go on to manage larger amounts of capital, they can't invest in these small uh, companies. And so you always have this inefficiency that exists down in the microcap space because, you know, just the larger monies can invest in these companies. Um, and you can also find some really good quality companies that you invest in them early. If they grow, um, you know, they can, they can have some, some big moves. And that's why we focus on the microcap space. So Ian, you know, before I get into my next question, you bring up an interesting idea. Why can't larger institutions uh, invest in more liquid, smaller microcap stocks? Well, you know, some of them, some of the institutions actually have rules that they can't invest in companies under a certain stock price, um, or, or you know, especially due to illiquidity. I mean, if you can imagine a, a company that trades. $5,000 worth of stock a day, you know, to an institution managing even $200 million, you know, a billion, five billion. It's just, it's just, it would be impossible to acquire a position. And even if they did acquire a position in the company, uh, you know, it's so illiquid, they would never be able to buy their full position or get out of it. And it wouldn't have that big of an impact on their portfolio because they're managing, managing 
more prone to look at listed microcaps, meaning microcaps that are traded in the NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange that normally are above 75 million market cap. You'll see some institutions starting to get involved in those larger microcaps, but not so much in the unlisted uh, microcaps that are below 75 million. I see. So, okay, so to, to continue along with, with some of the questions I had for you this morning, you know, I make the argument that investing in microcaps is a great place to build wealth as a millennial. Why potentially microcaps could be a place to build wealth for millennials? Well, you know, I think it, I think it is a good place for, um, for investors to find undiscovered quality businesses. And really those last two words are the important ones. You know, there's plenty of microcap companies. Uh, in fact, if you were to look at the, you know, the, the 12,000 microcap companies that exist, the, the, um, that figure I, I gave out a few minutes ago, about 15% of those 12,000 microcap companies are profitable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the first thing I would say to an investor that's new to uh, the microcap space and perhaps new to investing is, you know, you really want to dive into the quality of the business and, and really stay away, um, especially in the outset or, uh, of looking at these companies, staying away from companies that aren't profitable, viable businesses. And there's plenty of those companies that exist in the microcap space. And, you know, because, you know, once you kind of hone in on an area, uh, maybe even an industry, and then uh, kind of, you know, really kind of funnel it down to a few companies that you're interested in based on um, some quantitative factors, you know, such as their revenue growth and income growth, um, what have you, you know, then you can really, really find companies that are trading at, you know, maybe a half or a third of their, call it, uh, multiple compared to their larger company counterparts that trade, you know, that are small caps or mid caps or large caps. And that's really the opportunity in the minor cap space because there's so many companies and because there's so few people looking at these micro cap companies, you find these opportunities that are just trading at ridiculously low valuations compared to if they were maybe slightly larger company, you know, trading as a small cap or mid cap company. So there's definitely a lot of opportunities out there that present themselves. And, but I also don't want to say that it is easy. It's, it's something that mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Um, you know, I've been doing this full time for going on, I guess, seven years, and I've been investing in my caps for 15 years. And it's something every day I'm continuing to learn more about how to invest in micro caps and how to, to really just learn from my mistakes and not making the same mistakes again. And so, you know, unfortunately, the way I learned and the way a lot of people learn is just by losing their money <laughs> uh, over and over again. That's what I had to do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not like I went, went out in the outset and decided, hey, I want to lose money today. Uh, but it's just something, you know, a lot of these lessons that you learn in investing and specifically in microcap investing, you can't learn in a book or you can't learn from even from me. Um, you learn from experience. And a lot of times the, the, the best educator or the best teacher is lost. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of this stuff, uh, you've got to learn just through, you know, the perils of losing money, too, from time to time. Yeah, it's the unfortunate part of the business, and uh, you know, I, I've I've been there. You know, I've I'm still learning. I've made my mistakes. You know, you say there's a little over twelve thousand, um, uh, twelve thousand microcap companies, and you know, there's then you got to make the argument now is how how do you 
find them. <laughs> like, how, how, like, because especially when you're just starting out, you know, I remember from your radio interview, you know, you have your, your various, you know, quantitative metrics that you use to narrow down your search. You know, when you're first starting out, you know, there's, you're kind of like, all right, let's do this. Uh, huh? You know? <laughs> so, exactly. It's, it really is a combination of things. It's, it's a combination of just screening per cap companies in the micro cap space based on some quantitative measures that, that you think that are, are important, combined with word of mouth, combined with public message boards. You know, obviously, for me, it's micro cap club. We have a lot of smart people in there sharing new ideas. It's really a combination of, of, of things that, that you know, you're, you're really your goal is to try to find these great companies before anybody else, and obviously before the institutions, but even before other retail investors, if you're a retail investor, because like I said, these companies are, are very illiquid. And so, right. you know, if you, if you have somebody that wants to buy even $100,000 or $200,000 worth of stock, you know, you want to buy it before that guy because that guy could perhaps move the price up to a point where you know you don't want to invest in it at that price and mm-hmm. so it really is kind of a, a competition if you will to try to find these great companies before the next investor but it's a uh, beginning back to your, your first question it's really a combination of things that that I use to find them um, you know ranging from screens to just word of mouth I talk to a lot of people uh, you know asking them what they like and and also you know through the club and some other public message boards as well. if you're just getting into it like how do you suggest finding new ideas on uh, microcap companies you know there's some there's some decent free screening tools that, that people can use I know Yahoo Finance has one mm-hmm. um, there's a, there, and there's a couple a couple even inexpensive ones that do you know that you might pay 30 bucks a month for that really lets you kind of put some quantitative metrics in um, you know, say you're looking for companies that are growing 20% per year for the last three years that have a certain gross margin, that have no debt, that have a share structure, you know, that have less than 20 million shares outstanding, you know, in a specific industry. You know, it lets you kind of funnel those companies down. But even, you know, I, I subscribe to the best stock screener out there, literally, and there's still things that fall through the cracks. And that's why there's there's never, I can't really say that there's one best way to find these companies. It's really a combination of several different ways, you know, and then, um, you know, to be honest with you, some word of mouth is, and the club has been the best avenue for me to find new ideas. Mm-hmm. And um, not to not to go down, the, uh, not to make it sound like a sales pitch, but, you know, the club has been in existence for four years. It's, it's a membership-based club. Um, but actually one of the new features we're, we're doing uh, later this year is actually being able to have a subscriber option to where people can view our members forums to view the discussions to view the companies that we're talking about on the club and that's actually a product offering that's going to be coming out uh, probably you know later very another four or five months that's going to be available to folks and so i think that's going to be um, a huge tool for people to be able to see what the best micro cap investors are talking about currently very, very cool. I actually look forward to uh, being a, a subscriber to that. And, you know, uh, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, it it's uh, I, I'm sure you're very reluctant to want to do that at a certain point because, you know, you value finding the undiscovered ones and you, you know, you turn to the <laughs> to the club to get those ideas. But at a certain point, you know, I, you want to get the good businesses word out there. You know, you want to understand 
and and you want the world to understand you know these are the guys who you know within our club and we're very experienced microcap investors you know these are the different companies that we're looking at you know so it, it makes sense Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not all of them are going to be winners. We've profiled plenty of losers. You know, it's, uh, it's just what happens. But it's more or less, you know, when you look at the ocean of microcap stocks of 12,000, you know, this isn't going to be a newsletter service where we're telling you these are the best ones. You right. Know, it's not like that at all. We're not interested in giving people fish. You mm-hmm. know, we're interested in helping them and teaching them how to fish. And so, really, we're just kind of turning this ocean of microcap stocks, trying to turn it into a pond right. um, for folks to be able to look and Right. Once you find those, you know, let's say those first, you know, 10, 15 companies that you're potentially interested in maybe taking a position in or wanting to find out more information after you did your quantitative analysis, you know, how do you assess great management, especially right off the bat? You know, when when you're very green, you know, it's probably tough to figure out, you know, of course, they're going to tell you everything you want to hear, you know, but from your experience, how were you able to, you know, develop your instincts, so to speak, and figure out who those great, you know, management teams are? Well, that's, a, that's a great question. It, it is tough. And like you said, everybody does kind of quantitative due diligence, meaning looking at publicly accessible, whether that's, um, uh, you know, SEC filings, PRs, you know, the Internet. You know, what I've found is everybody does that. And so you really need to find an edge in investing. And that's why you need to dive a little bit deeper and do what you've talked about, which is qualitative due diligence, which is talking to management teams. And I spend an inordinate amount of time talking to management teams and, you know, really just trying to understand their businesses and their strategies. And, you know, really the, the, the key thing is, you know, to really have an edge in the market and even in your companies that you own in your portfolio, your edge is knowing your companies better than most. And so what I always say is, you know, you want to talk to management. And like you said, it's very prevalent in the microcap space to have management teams that say too much and do too little. (laughs) And so what I have learned through the years, and one of the learning lessons I learned was when I first got started into investing, I used to kind of talk to management, was enamored by them, and bought all my position. (laughs) (laughs) And that strategy works when it works, and then it really doesn't work when it doesn't work. And, you know, after a few learning lessons of investing in a few companies that, let's just say, management didn't didn't do 1% of what they've told investors they would do, you know, it lets you take a step back and say, okay, what's, what's a better way of doing this? And so really how my investment philosophy has evolved is I usually talk to management, um, really get a good feel for them. I even travel out to their facility to meet with them and usually their board as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do a tour of their facility if they have one. Uh, and really that, that helps me create a, you know, get a conviction level about this management team and their ability to execute their plan. And usually I buy, you know, a, a starter position in the company at that point in time. And then what I do then is I really track the company's performance and, and I, I buy more as I see the management team execute. Mm-hmm. And then I will buy more once they execute more. And so I have no problems with averaging up in a company. Uh, in fact, all of my biggest winners.
Do you think before starting out, it, you know, because, I mean, you know, most of my friends who are interested in getting started in investing, especially in microcaps, and even myself when I was first starting, you know, I, I felt, you know, not only do you feel awkward in talking to, you know, these older guys who or girls that women and that have been doing it a long time and you're, you're you know, and, and you're somewhat intimidated by, you know, speaking with them. You know, but even before you have the opportunity to uh, go and, and tour the facilities, you know, because that seems like totally far fetched, you know, when you're in your first year or so in, in microcap investing, you know, is there a way in which that, you know, you could recommend, you know, when you're looking into making your first investment without having to do that, you know, maybe it's, you know, list, like talking with management and then, you know, kind of tracking their performance before you make your first investment? Yeah, I mean, and that's what you have to do. I mean, you really can't expect to, you know, from your very first, and you got to look at it from the company's perspective. If yeah. you're a new investor and you're investing a few hundred dollars or a few thousand, you know, you don't, we don't, you don't really want to be wasting the management's time either, right. um, with that. And so a lot of times you do, it's more of a, you know, you're stepping back and watching the company execute or not execute you know, before even perhaps even reaching out, or maybe you're able to get on one of the company's quarterly conference calls mm -hmm. That's and use that idea. as an avenue in the Q&A during that quarterly conference call to get some of your questions answered. Um, and then that really kind of helps build your confidence level, and hopefully, you know, by the time your capital base builds enough to where, you know, you're kind of substantial enough where you can kind of do outreach to management teams and have conversations to them and or even go do company visits, you know, you have a pretty good idea of, of of the types of due diligence you need to do beforehand. Um, but you're exactly right. I mean, if you're a new investor, you can't really expect management to be that open to you right away. But what I've found is a lot of management teams are open. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, the best advice I can give to somebody that is at that point where, you know, they feel they should reach out to management and have a conversation with them is always be prepared. You know, mm -hmm. always, um, when you go into a conversation with management, do as much surface due diligence as, you possibly can and ask quality questions. What I found is management teams are very receptive to uh, to investors that have really good questions for them because they know that you've done you know you, your due diligence. You know you don't want to get on there and say, well, you know, can you tell me about your business? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, not, that's not a that's not a good way to start. You know, have specific questions. Um, and I think what you'll find is management teams really opening up to you as you continue that conversation with them. Isn't that the coolest part about microcaps? I mean, for me, that's one of the coolest part is that you have the opportunity to actually meet with management. Like you, they're accessible. You know, when you, you, it's not, you don't see Mark Zuckerberg picking up investor calls, you know, from uh, me or, or, or you, you know, I mean, uh, Absolutely. That, that's what's, it's, it's what drew me to microcaps way back in 2000. The first, the first management team I ever met with face-to-face -face was actually the CEO of uh, XM Satellite Radio, believe it or not. Cool. Uh, way back in 2001, and I, I was in college, and I took a bus up to uh, New York City to meet with the CEO, and I had a, I had fake business cards drawn up and everything to get into this conference. <laughs> what, Vistaprint? <laughs> no, no, it's XM Satellite Radio. <laughs> no, 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 I mean I the, the cards. Yeah. I probably did use Vistaprint. Like uh, but... Uh, <laughs> I went from $1.78, I still remember it, and I went to $34 in about 15 
<laughs> I was gonna say you must you uh, you accurately predicted uh, Howard Stern moving to a to a XM satellite radio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <That helped. laughs> so okay, so you know to to kind of wrap up a little bit, um, I, I wanted to get some uh, books or some places that you would recommend. You know, a, a beginning microcap investor to start reading. Uh, listening to, um, you know, before or even while they're in their learning process of uh, beginning, you know, to invest in microcaps? Sure. Um, you know, a few books that I would recommend, I would, there's actually Berkshire Hathaway, their letters to shareholders, Warren Buffett's letters to shareholders. Um, there's actually a book that is, that aggregates all of those letters. It's a great book. It's just called Berkshire Hathaway Letters to Shareholders from 1965 to 2013. Mm. And I always tell people they should read through those letters, and, you know, it's probably five or 600 pages. But, you know, those letters are just a world of wisdom. Mm. And, you know, you have the, the wealthiest person in the world, the best investor ever, you know, telling you his thoughts and how to evaluate companies. You know, that's the first place you should go is that book. And then after that one, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, as an early investor reading uh, One Up on Wall Street, which is by Peter Lynch. Mm. Um, there's another really good one that came out recently, uh, The Most Important Thing, Illuminated by Howard Marks. That's another great book. Um, if you want to look into kind of qualitative due diligence, you know, go, doing due diligence beyond the norm of just surface due diligence, you know, I'd, I'd recommend The Sleuth Investor by Abner Mandelman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, actually on, on my Gap Club, probably in the next two or three weeks, I'm going to have a bookshelf that actually lists all the books because I'm constantly reading. I'm going to end up, I'm probably going to put uh, sort of a virtual kind of bookshelf together so investors can see what I'm reading and some of my thoughts on, on what those uh, what I liked about those books up on Microcap Club. But if I had to name off three or four, those would be three or four good places to start. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, you know, I think that pretty much wraps up the interview. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking more in the future because, you know, I, I have so many more questions and, and, you know, as we continue along with the, with the podcast, as I said, this is an educational podcast and, you know, there's going to be more and more questions that are going to be coming up, you know, more that will be more specific as to, you know, what we're going to be doing and how to approach investing in microcaps. But, you know, for this first one, Ian, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me. And, uh, you know, I, I really do look forward to the next one. And, uh, and and give yourself a little plug on, I know you've been plugging the Microcap Club the whole time, but, you know, give yourself one last plug on the website and maybe even upcoming events you'll be at. Sure. Now, um, if anybody wants to learn more about uh, really Microcap investing, you can go to microcapclub.com. We produce educational uh, articles on how we do what we do on Microcap Club, and those are, those are open to the public. Uh, you can find those there, such as how do you talk to management, how do you have your first phone conversation with management, things of, of that nature you can find on the website. And, um, you know, I, I often uh, attend LD Micro at a conference, and I'm probably going to a few more uh, this fall as well. So hopefully I'll see you at one of those events as well in person. Sounds good. All right, Ian, thank you so much for your time. Thank you all for tuning in to the Planet Microcap podcast. You can access the podcast by going on to stocknewsnow.com under podcast. Go to podbean.com and search Planet Microcap podcast. 
or on iTunes and search Planet Microcap Podcast. Stay tuned for the next Planet Microcap Podcast where we'll have our next guest to discuss all things microcap. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast, please send an email to info at snnwire.com. I'd love to hear from all of you. This podcast has been brought to you by SNN Incorporated, publishers of stocknewsnow.com, the official microcap news source, and the microcap review magazine. I'm your host, Robert Kraft, and thank you again for joining me on the Planet Microcap Podcast. Have a great week, everyone.